Today in TFC Stock Kickout, we're going to explore a company that you are probably familiar with. Not that you actually know them or love them or feel like some sort of brand affinity, but I'm pretty sure at some point of your life, you would have interacted with some file format created by them. And if you're a designer and creative, you cannot run away from their suite of softwares. They have empowered generations of creatives, videographers, photographers, designers, digital marketers to do what they do and have been extremely sticky with their software offering. How does a company of this size continue to grow at 20 to 30% year on year? They are already a market leader for creative software. Yes, Photoshop, Premiere Pro, Lightroom, I'm sure you've heard all of them, but most significantly, PDF. They have built PDF. So joining me today to geek out on this software powerhouse is Chris Susanto, founder of RethinkWealth.com. We explore a Adobe, which is a company that you may not be familiar with, like I said, but you have definitely interacted with their products at some point of your life. On top of their dominance in the digital media solution space, they are growing a whole new digital experience business. From PDF scan to e-signatory, they are finally monetizing PDF. On top of their cloud offering, I think there are a lot of interesting things going on in this company. They are just continuously transforming. For your reference sake, this episode was recorded on the 6th of April 2021 and released early to our community members. Our discussion today is solely for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not serve as any form of advice or recommendations. Thank you for loving what we do and empowering us financially to do more for you. Let's geek out. Back with Chris today to talk about Adobe, right? The media, creative media software giant, right? They have been one of the dominant players in the game, right? So why do you decide that, you know, you want to talk about this company today? Yep, yep. Uh, so first of all, it's not uh, financial advice. It's uh, for educational and informational <laughs> purposes only. Yes, and important. yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to talk about Adobe today. For my VI members, uh, you can read up more detail in, uh, in your monthly newsletter as well. So Adobe is a very interesting company and as you say, Reggie, if you talk about the software, you know what is it, right? Photoshop. Photoshop is such an icon, right? Even to today, even to today, right? Even, even with all these, yeah, all these SaaS products out there today, right? Photoshop is still the giant. All the designers use Photoshop, Adobe Premiere Pro and all that stuff, right? So it's, it's crazy how, how strong their software suite is. Exactly. And I think uh, what's amazing about Adobe is that uh, I'm sure you've heard of the saying that those who don't adapt perish. So I think Adobe managed to adapt throughout the years uh, yes. through the license model, like Microsoft through the license, and they moved towards the subscription model online. They managed to come up with new offerings and they managed to bundle these offerings together. So it's really not just Adobe uh, Photoshop, but there's many other... Uh, Adobe products that we are going to talk about today, lah. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, so, and I think yeah. a lot of people may not know PDF is also part of Adobe, mm. and everyone uses PDF. It's like it's not PDF; it's one of those software, right? That you use, and then you never think of where it come from. You just use it, yep. like that's the standard, All right? So that's that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like PDF is, uh, is like something that everyone uses. And I think it's like kind of like uh, under monetized in terms from the Adobe point of view. 
But generally, if you think about Adobe, what company is it, right? You should just think of it as a company that really provides the tools needed for the creative professionals, for the marketeers, for really the working people to create content, to manage document, uh, for digital marketing, for advertising, and really uh, all these tools and services really have just a very clear goal which is just to help to create, to manage, deliver, measure, optimize, and engage contents from multiple operating systems, media and device. So uh, if you think about it, they are quite focused and yet they cover many things. And that is in fact what helped them to grow over the years. Mm. Nice. You sound like you're marketing for Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, they do have very good software. This one we cannot deny, yes. Mm, mm. Yep, yep. So, so Adobe has uh, two main segments now. Uh, last time, they used to have many more segments, right? But like over the years, they like kind of like take all these different products and they segment it and they call it into just two. The first is the digital media segment. And the digital media segment consists of your documents, uh, like your PDF, your creative cloud, like your Photoshop. So those are under the first segment. And then they have the second segment, and their second segment is, uh, is called the uh, digital experience. So first is the digital media segment, and then the second segment is called the digital media experience. And from a long time ago, right, as I've shared uh, at the start of this, uh, of this sharing, is that they made really smart decision to turn into the SAS model even before the SAS model was the common theme. So yes. that means that they were quite innovative even back then. I think it was in 2012 or 2013. They like start switching yeah. really. Back, back then, SaaS is a, is a unique thing. And now, now every software comes out as SaaS. Right? So I think they're pretty, pretty advanced in that sense. Yes. And it, it changes their business model. Right? We can talk a little bit about mm. this uh, later. But it's, it's very mm. interesting. It's just kind of, kind of like how games does it. Like mm, in the past, mm, you had to pay one lump sum for game and then now, you know, it's yep. a whole different ball game. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And this really like allows them to like kind of like scale better uh, like over time. And you see that uh, Photoshop has been around our life for so long and yet they keep on growing. And yet, do you know that uh, there are still some Photoshop customers who are still in the license model? They... They haven't moved yet to the <laughs> <laughs> legacy guys. Legacy, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. All the legacy customers. So I mean, it's not surprising that their their digital media segment consists of about like seventy three percent of their company revenue. Uh, but this seventy three percent of their company revenue for the digital media segment, so all your photoshops or all your PDF, but it consists of eighty percent of their gross profit and more than ninety percent of their operating profit. This means that as of now, it's still the digital media segment that is uh, driving the value and driving the returns for Adobe. And it's still likely to grow further. But of course, you won't see that kind of like 50% growth. Maybe, uh, you know, at most like 20% growth, uh, somewhere along uh, those lines is still quite doable for Adobe. I think that's the big overview about Adobe. And generally, they still make most of their money uh, from the America side. So about like 57% from America, only about 16% from Asia, you know, Adobe. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. But I do know that their softwares are 
still extremely dominant. Like most of my friends in the creative space, they all use you know Adobe softwares. But then there's this other set of Adobe softwares that are pretty interesting, which is the whole like I think digital experience. PDF mm. Scan. I don't know if you use PDF mm. Scan. PDF Scan is amazing, amazing. You should download the app. You know, these days, there's a lot of things that's uh, trying to go paperless, right? There's this whole movement yeah. to try to go paperless. But you still receive mm. random contracts sometimes. You still mm. receive like receipts sometimes and you want to document mm. them. Yeah. So with the app, right, you literally just use your phone and you scan it. Immediately, it uploads onto Adobe Cloud. So you scan mm. it and then it, it immediately transforms into like an Adobe uh, like PDF. And then mm. it's like, it looks like a scan copy. It looks exactly like a scan copy. Remember those days when you, you have yeah, to scan, yeah, yeah. scan stuff? Yeah, it looks exactly like that. And then you just upload onto the cloud. You get the link you can share immediately. All right, so it's pretty pretty wild, right? The, the things that they're trying to do. Is it free? free? It's free. Shit, I don't <laughs> know why. I, exactly like what you say, right? They yeah. are under monetizing I'm, PDF, yeah. right? So I don't know. Is that a strategy? Is that a plan? Or, you know, um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because everything is free, you know? A, a lot of things are still free <laughs> under PDF. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's definitely a strategy and there's definitely like a plan because uh, I'm sure you know the common theme of uh, companies, especially in the internet world, in the digital world that we currently live in, they are very careful not to monetize too fast and scaring the customers away. <laughs> I mean, a very big example is WhatsApp, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until today. <laughs> Until today, there's no exactly. real monetization. Exactly. That patience is really quite admirable. <laughs> but of course, of course, of course, they can have that kind of patience because their advertising business is making a huge ton of money. So Facebook have that patience. Mm. And if you think about it, Adobe can have that patience too, right? Because most of their business are still like in the in the photoshops where they are really like making good recurring income in fact i think most of their income now are recurring so that's why i think like adobe have a very strong key competitive advantages of course like branding right uh, you know photoshop you know pdf right uh, and they have a so-called network effect right because if you use pdf you must send in pdf format right of course you can change it but like people just like take it as like PDF format. Photoshop, Photoshop format, if you want to like, it's not the Photoshop. So this is the network effect. There's a little bit of like switching costs as well. And of course the branding is strong, it's reliable and customers do not want to switch. Yeah. Actually, when it comes to like the digital media softwares, whether it's Photoshop, Lightroom, Premiere Pro, they're all taught in the design schools. So like in mm. schools, they literally have modules to teach you how to use it, right? <laughs> so if, if, you, if you think about it, it is a downside, it's a funnel, right? Like mm. they give the schools free usage and then they teach their students that everybody use it. It's kind of like dentistry, it's kind of like yep. medicine. You yep. teach the professional from the start and then they just cannot shake off that software because mm. they're just so used to it and it does mm. wonders, mm. right? So I think that's also exactly. quite an interesting take. Mm. Exactly. I think I think Adobe, in my opinion, really have some of the strongest uh, mode or some, or some of the strongest like competitive advantages and some of the most durable ones because mm. uh, they are really focused on the creative like professionals and they make good products. They keep on updating the products. They already have a huge user base. So it's kind of have that kind of like natural stickiness to it and they keep on like expanding new products and... 
you know the CEO. I think we should talk a little bit about the CEO. Uh, his name is uh Shantanu Narayan. He joined Adobe in 1999. 1999. Yes, uh, 1999. Uh, okay, I was seven years VP. old back then. <laughs> <laughs> so when he joined, his um his position was senior VP of worldwide development. So you can see that he came in as a guy who is focused on worldwide development, right? And then he was promoted first to CEO and then become CEO in 2007. So um, throughout the years, he managed to navigate the business model and the changing landscape of business very well. He was the one who bundled uh, Photoshop, Illustrator and other products into one single creative suite in 2003. So he bundles it. So even if you want to buy just Photoshop, you don't mind paying more to get everything else even though you don't use it, right? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yes. that's the idea. I'm not mm. sure. But it works, right? Um, so he bundled it, he simplified it and then in 2013, he switched to a subscription model. 2013, it was like... At that He's time, uh, you know... Advanced, yes. Yeah, very, very advanced. So overall, I think the CEO had done a really good job in navigating Adobe throughout the years. And uh, and yeah, I think I think they are doing uh, the right thing. Uh, uh, they are building the mode. They are building the competitive advantages over the years. Uh, mm. But of course, with uh, such big companies, the price are rarely like very cheap or very mouth watering. No mouth watering deals. Yes, no mouth watering <laughs> deals. <laughs> Wait, but but. Like you said, right? This is a very old company, and they have you know executed pretty successfully. Okay, I, I can I think we all can agree that they have executed pretty successfully, but to expect them to continue to grow 30 percent year on year is that even realistic? You know, or what? What do you think? Because everyone wants to say that they will keep growing, keep growing, right? Like the the next Amazon is all, is the, is Amazon, right? That's that's what a lot of people will say, but. Mm. Do you think Adobe being in a relatively niche environment, selling these kind of very niche softwares can keep growing at 20-30% year on year? Okay, to answer that question, we just need to look at maybe the past three or five years, what's their growth rate, and then we can also look at their guidance and look at uh, why they say so, right? So I think in the past few years, I, I think they've been able to grow at about like 20%-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the financial year 2020, their financial targets was about for the digital media segment revenue, they are aiming to grow another 22% year on year. So the digital experience side, about 20% growth is their target as well. So so like coming back to, to your question, yeah, I think it's definitely still possible. If you just look at Facebook, you know, it's already so big, right? But it's still growing so fast. Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, why, right? Why? Because you think uh, these companies like Facebook, Adobe, Microsoft, Amazon, the reason that they can grow so fast is because, very simple, it's because their business is also growing. Their business is not only growing because uh, they're still untapped addressable market, but they are also growing new businesses in other areas that is mm. adjacent to their current business model. Mm. And because they are so innovative and they keep on trying new things and then, you know, somehow they they hit a new thing and then it grows. 
you know Facebook, right? They somehow get Instagram. Then Instagram grew. <laughs> then WhatsApp, you know, they are still like, they are still like, like growing it. Amazon, right? You know, at first they just sell books. Then they think, hey, why don't I sell everything? <laughs> then <laughs> from, uh, from selling everything, why not I focus more on groceries? They buy uh, Whole Foods, right? Then Microsoft, right? Uh, then why not I do gaming? I have uh, LinkedIn, you know, I have a cloud. Why not I, I do I cloud? GitHub, I do everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazon also, right? Why not yeah. I do cloud? So then suddenly AWS become one of the biggest in the world. Or is it the mm. biggest? I, it is the biggest, 50 over percent. They are still the, the biggest, dominant right? player, yeah. Everybody Crazy, end up right? behind him, still cannot win. AWS is their, one of their biggest, biggest growth, you know, biggest cash generator. Exactly. Yeah, so it's pretty, yeah. pretty wild that way. Yes. And AWS yeah. actually charges a premium for everybody that's not in the not in the cloud computing space. AWS is one of the most expensive cloud, you know, really? like service provider. Yes, they are not the cheap guys. They are one of the most expensive and yet they're the biggest. Of course, Why, over yeah? time over time they have created a lot of service support systems around it. And they have a lot of updates, you know, and I mean, some people talk about their market practice. Lah. They say they go to GitHub, right? And whatever that's popular, they will like copy and then, you know, because open source, right? And so they copy yeah. and then they kind of make it better and integrate into their own stuff. So that mm. is a ethical challenge. But Amazon Web Service is pretty wild. You know how crazy they go to? They go to this level of developing this thing called a snowball. I think it's called a snowball. I don't, have you, mm-hmm. have you heard of that? So uh, essentially... No. Because what happens is you want to onboard all these clients that were having physical servers, right? Onto mm. the cloud. So to onboard them is quite, is quite a long, long work. You have to have a whole team to go mm. in to do it. So what AWS did, right? They literally transformed a truck. They transformed a truck into a storage, into a digital storage uh, thing. And then they drive the truck to your office and ask you to put the wire, come put everything into the truck. So they, they collect all the data directly onto the truck and then it sends straight into their cloud ecosystem. Right? So it goes into, they send it back to their data center and then they pump it down. So it's, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like shifting things, you know? So it's, it's pretty crazy the, the kind of um, service support and the kind of onboarding process that they do of, on top of all the innovation and all that that, that they are having. Mm. So they, they charge a premium and people still use it, right? So AWS is, is no joke. It's quite interesting how far they have come. Everyone else, whether... Okay, today not talking about Amazon, but since we talk about it, I talk a little bit, it's fine. So mm. everyone else, whether is it Microsoft, IBM, Google, they are all trying to do niche, right? So Google is trying to do machine learning, uh, I think IBM is trying to do the whole like blockchain. Microsoft, mm. I can't remember exactly. Uh, they have GitHub, Azure, all those, right? So it helps. But AWS does not need to like specialize. You know, they're mm. not trying to like specialize in a market to gather customers. They have that mm. whole suite and it's pretty, pretty wild. You know? And a lot of my coder friends say, you know, it's so much easier to just use AWS because they have, mm. number one, they're familiar. Number two is it's very reliable because at some point in time, you need to know that for every second of downtime, it's going to affect your business very mm. seriously, right? So people rather pay a premium for reliability and wow. all that jazz. So yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> How about yeah. Azure? Have you heard of Azure? Microsoft Azure? Yeah. Um, they are trying, as... you know, but they're still not, uh, they're still not there in terms of it's not like product. AWS. Huh? Yeah, it's not mm. like AWS. And Azure, Azure is interesting because a lot of enterprise softwares 
that uses the Microsoft backend mm. has to be on Azure. If not, there's a, some licensing fee that needs to go into it. Uh, so it's, mm. a, it's a bit interesting. Yeah. And we can, we can talk okay. about Microsoft another day. So yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. cool. And, and you know, in Adobe, they also do this whole cloud thing. And mm. I think at this moment in time, we can kind of classify their business in, in, like, like you said, in two segments, right? The digital media, which is all that jazz about Photoshop, mm. Lightroom and mm. all that. Digital experience with Adobe Scan and Sign, mm. Adobe Sign and all that. But mm. I'm a little interested to find out why the digital experience part is not garnering a higher growth rate. Because you look at Hello Sign, you look at DocuSign, which are like, you know, they're big competitors. Are considered big, the leading competitors in the space, they are mm. growing much, much faster compared mm. to what Adobe as a whole, when they talk about mm. the digital experience, they're not growing as fast. So, did mm. you have any thoughts on that? Well, it's probably because, uh, because they are not as strong in terms of their differentiation and competitive advantage in mm. that segment as compared to their uh, digital media segment like Photoshop. Mm. Because mm, mm. Photoshop, if you think about it, who can fight Photoshop? Nobody, right? Yes. Uh, that's why it's growing fast even after so many years. And as you say just now, there's lots of other competitors mm. who are actually, if you think about it, it's more focused in terms of sign than Adobe sign, right? The whole yes. company name is DocuSign. Like, <laughs> so like <laughs> their like, whole focus is on signing while like, mm. Adobe is still like a bigger like company. Uh, that means that why they're not like growing as even though they are starting from a lower base is probably because there's more competition and also because of the fact that I think their competitive advantage is just not as strong in that uh, segment as compared to the digital media segment. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, so do you yeah. think that such a space, you know, with uh, all mm. these digital softwares is a monopoly eventually? Like, will it become like one person eat, eat up the whole business of Signatory or is it going to be like multiple players and Adobe can just be one of that, one of the player inside, although they may not shine through in terms of like mm. being the biggest Signatory, e-Signatory company or their digital experience may not grow off, you know, like into, into another big, big, mm. big segment mm. uh, compared to their digital media. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know in detail about like uh, DocuSign, etc. But from what I know so far, it seems like it's not just going to be like one big player in the market. I think there's going to be a few uh, really solid like players, high quality like players who really like provide good products at good prices. It's like Grab, you know, like you have Grab and Gojek, right? Mm. Uh, and, and then you have Comfort Grow also. Uh, so, <laughs> so... I would say like DocuSign is much newer than like Adobe, right? Mm. And uh, there's also like many other like companies that are focusing on the sign, uh, e-signing business. So I think eventually there's going to be a few good players. And I don't think there will be one that is like, have like 90% of the market share mm, or like mm, things mm. like that. I don't mm. think so. But each of them will have their own strength, just like Adobe Sign will have their own strength because people already use PDF, right? Mm, mm, mm. So that is one huge advantage that Adobe has because they own the, the core software of PDF. So if, mm. if people have, have like PDF and if like Adobe make it easy for, for like users to sign with PDF, then why do you still need to use like DocuSign? If you mm. think about it, right? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, but fair, of course, it, 
Yeah, but of course, if they don't allow be- like people to use PDF to sign with DocuSign, they cannot not allow because there will be antitrust and like things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these so, days, the integration matters. Nah. I think for a lot of people, if you can integrate a lot of things, it helps. Rather than, you know, of course, of course, uh, the other site will have their own story, like Apple, no integrate, right? Everything mm. in their own ecosystem or mm. like Tesla trying to do their whole ecosystem on their own. You know, not, not everybody wants to integrate, but I think there's uh, there are two camps, right? And um, seems like Adobe is falling into the, like, I will integrate with everyone kind of camp. So, so that, yeah. is, uh, that is interesting. Yeah, I think like each company have their own strategies and uh, each strategy have their own like drawback, right? So I think at a certain point in time, uh, it will be a combination of not integrating and like integrating. So for example, like Facebook, right? Of course, if you watch news in Facebook, you will still be in Facebook, right? Mm. Uh, if you watch video, you are still in Facebook when you watch the videos. But they do have like certain like feature that allows you to download all your Facebook data and for you to delete Facebook if you want. Just that mm. it's harder to find. Yeah. Mm, I, I, didn't know know that. That? I didn't, oh, know, didn't that. know that I didn't know that I didn't know that I could like download everything and then delete Facebook because yeah. exactly like what you say they, they try and make it very hard for you to delete right yeah, it's the same yeah. with a lot of other softwares these days the delete yeah. button is there but you have to jump through like maybe five taps before you can get to that that delete yes yes, yeah. yes. Mm, you have to mm. google how to delete then I think once you decide to delete you have like a grace period if you regret it and you come back, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> mm, fair, fair, yeah, fair. Yeah, so stuff, it's a combination. La, yeah. Mm, fair, fair. So yeah, like we, we make Adobe sound like so sexy and like no competitors and all that shit, right? But actually, I believe that they are, there are certain competitors in the space for sure, right? But who do you think are Adobe's competitors based on the businesses that we've talked about? So we've talked about Adobe being uh, a company that is helping marketeers that's helping like creative professionals uh, and they provide the tools and services to really help them to do their job better be it to market better design better etc so i view the companies that could compete with them and could potentially already like start to compete with them are companies who have the same like target market and companies who have the ability to because they have the same target market so they also have that kind of like ability to create a product or new service that could uh, compete with Adobe in a very big way as well. So mm-hmm. some of the companies that I view as like competitors are like Salesforce, uh, even though now they are more like focused on really like selling and marketing, but they can always like introduce, you know, a new product that like targets these customers since they mm-hmm. already have uh, the customer base anyway, right? Then, uh, like Autodesk is a company that is less well known. Have you heard of Autodesk? No. Yeah, uh, it's less well known, but I found out this company is a company that helps uh, customers to design, model, and render their artwork. Wait, and is that software AutoCAD? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. I think okay. it's AutoCAD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows AutoCAD. Everyone yeah. that does three D modeling in architecture, they all use AutoCAD. Yeah. Right, so okay, okay. I know, I know. I just didn't yeah. know there's a mother company called Autodesk. Yes. Yes. Uh, they've been around since nineteen eighty two, and mm. uh, yeah, they have over four million paid subscribers. And what? Yeah. Four million people use AutoCAD. Okay, I'm pretty amazed. But yes, yes, continue. Yeah, they have they have over four million paid subscribers. 
if you look at the financials, it's quite it's quite decent. So like these are the companies where not many people talk about, but you know they are there and you know they've been like performing quite well. And of course, DocuSign, you know, could fight with uh, Adobe Sign, and yeah, Microsoft for sure because with like Microsoft Teams and all the integration and Microsoft like PowerPoint, etc. They can they can continue to innovate and offer creative solutions to these like creative professionals and marketers. So if you look at uh, all these like companies and you compare them side by side, in general, I think uh, Adobe and Microsoft, I would say is one of the more stable one because their EPS have mostly been positive over the last 10 years. So mm-hmm. not even one year slightly negative. And even Salesforce being a very big company, Autodesk and DocuSign, the new one, yes, uh, it's not as stable in terms of the earnings. And in terms of the EPS compounded annual growth rate, right, over the last five years, can you guess what's Adobe EPS growth rate over the last five years? It's quite shocking, actually. I don't know. How shocking? Like 50%? Yeah, it's actually close to 50%. That is crazy shocking for such a big company. For such a big company since 1990-something. No, uh, in the recent years, over the last five years. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So and, and, and you would account that to the transformation into the SaaS software business? Uh everything. Uh like in into the SaaS software business and the growth of that SaaS software business as well as uh their other new products like Adobe Sign, etc. Right. So all those translate down to the bottom line to the EPS. So Adobe is not a company where you see negative earnings, negative earnings. The earnings is positive and growing at about close to 50% <coughs> over the Docu last sign. five years. <coughs> yeah, a DocuSign is still negative. <laughs> <coughs> growth, growth, growth. Cannot compare yeah. side by side like that, yes. But, but I get your point. Yeah. I get your point. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Salesforce and Autodesk, you know, is not so stable. But their growth rate has been really high as well. Autodesk about 52.7% over the last six years. Uh, Salesforce about 81.54% over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like these companies are still growing very fast and Microsoft about 30%. Uh, in terms of return on equity, uh, Autodesk is the highest but is quite unnaturally high. It's close to 300%. Uh, what? I think Yeah, I think it's because they have lots of debt. Mm, because like mm. return on equity have the base as equity. Mm, mm. So yeah, I think in terms of these software businesses, once they have grown to a quite a mature state or like a state where they are not really like having negative income all the time. Uh, if you see their business model, once they're at a scale, it's actually very, very profitable. So uh, Adobe return on equity is about 44%. <laughs> so that is crazy high. Microsoft about 40%. And gross margins. Can you guess what is Adobe gross margins? It's quite crazy too. Like like 80%? Yeah. So it's around like 80%. It's like Facebook level, right? 70-80%. So Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy. And that is quite... um, That's quite indicative of the business that they are in. The software business. 
even DocuSign is close to 75%. Microsoft being so big already is about 68.38%. So, <laughs> so it's quite crazy and their gross margins is very strong. But, but of course, the smaller companies have a much uh, lesser net profit margins. Mm. So if you look at like DocuSign, uh, it's still like negative, right? Because the earnings are still negative. But Adobe net profit margin is about 40%. <laughs> Can you? It's can, huge. It's, it's, you are imagine? they the highest? Are they the highest amongst the people we're comparing? They're the with? highest. They're the highest. <laughs> they are the highest. Crazy, so crazy. Very solid. Uh, a retained earnings out of total assets is even more ridiculous. It's about 82.13%. So that means that they use very little assets. Let's put it mm. like that. Right. Which which so means, means their business is this big, but their, their, their capex their assets. is very, very, very small only. Right? Very small. Yeah. Crazy good business, right? Crazy. Yeah. So I think this is one of the more amazing things about Adobe is that out of every $1 of retained earnings, their assets is actually only slightly more than $1. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That is the definition of asset-like business. Mm, And and a business that has asset-like and yet such a strong competitive advantage, really churning out so much money and so much earnings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. so so Adobe is really really a strong business and they have uh they have actually quite a high overhead ratio uh operating expense to revenue of about 51.32%. Uh Microsoft has the lowest about 27.84%. DocuSign spends about 82% of their revenue for operating expense. Mm. But yeah, I th- I think the reality is as these um SaaS guys grows, right? Or as these companies grow, their their overhead don't grow, you know, uh, in the same rate, right? Usually the revenue grows much higher and then there's the whole hockey stick exponential growth that comes along with it, right? So over time, it gets to a, a much larger scale. So overhead will then come down, which you can see from uh, Microsoft and hopefully Adobe will also continue to grow their top line. So then their overhead yeah. will, will, will kind of come down. But yeah, yeah, so but yeah. for companies like Doc, like DocuSign, they're in the early days, lah. So although we keep poking them, but you know, <laughs> 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 they are young, lah. They need to hire all these people to do the work. So yes, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, definitely. And uh, you'll be surprised, you know, even DocuSign have a positive free cash flow now. Mm. Yeah. So uh, DocuSign current free cash flow is positive and it's higher than it is three years ago. And uh, the same with the other five companies that we are comparing. So they're actually still... Uh, uh, I mean, it shows that their business actually can make money. It's just whether they can retain the customers and really grow their business or not, which Adobe have shown that they're able to over the last like few decades. Mm. Uh, so in terms of the debt, you know, uh, DocuSign has the highest debt to equity, about 2.2. Uh, Autodesk is about 1.696. So, yes, Autodesk is much more leveraged than like Adobe and Microsoft. Which exactly is like what you said, right? Mm. Yep. So, their return on equity is not very natural for mm. Autodesk. But if you look at uh, whether they can pay off their all their long-term debt with their net income, DocuSign current income is still negative. Uh, but Autodesk... Uh, can actually pay off all their long-term debt with their last 12-month net income in about 1.36 years. 
So it's not in any danger of not being able to pay back its income at all. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 So I mean, uh, for like this kind of like companies, we want to look at whether, especially for like DocuSign, if they have enough cash to pay off all of its long term debt. So DocuSign currently don't. They only have about zero point seven nine out of every one dollars of their long term debt. And uh, yeah, so Adobe have about 0.84 cash out of every $1 of long-term debt. So that's a very big amount for such a big company, actually. Mm. So, so that means that, you know, they, they're spending a lot also. Like they're reinvesting and they're building and all that jazz. They're not keeping things in cash. Mm. Right? Yeah, is, is that uh, what, I'm, what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, uh, they are paying the people. They are, they are paying uh, for new business growth. Uh, but at the same time, you must make sure that you are not in any danger of really like uh, not being able to pay off your debt and your interest payments, etc. So all these companies, I don't see like in immediate danger. But of course, for companies like DocuSign, you know, it might be more, it might be more dangerous, lah. You know, if you, if your business uh, cannot eventually uh, sustain in a way that make really like decent like income. To cover all your long-term debt. So, uh, so basically, if you look at it, uh, generally, uh, companies like DocuSign, they are still uh, diluting their shares. So they have been like issuing uh, like new shares, and their shares have actually been higher than it was three years ago. Uh, for DocuSign, they need to raise funds. They need to raise funds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but for Adobe. Uh, Autodesk and Microsoft, their current shares is actually lower than it was five years ago. So mm. they'll be like buying back shares buying back. and that yeah, and that helps the existing shareholders. Uh, mm. But for Salesforce, their current shares is, is actually 40.78% higher than it was five mm. years ago. So they've been diluting shareholders <laughs> yes, for yes. Salesforce, <laughs> which is not a good sign. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but but yeah. okay, I, I think I think also something to note is for for a lot of these SaaS companies, if they try to grow into new spaces, they need a lot of capital upfront, right? So um, it's not always a bad thing to yep. be be diluted in that sense, especially yep. Yep. when especially when it tends to have a premium, right? SaaS companies tend to you know be be going at a premium relative to their value, or if if you want to really kind of calculate what is the intrinsic value of the company. Right, so so in that in that sense, you know, it's a it's all a growth strategy. Yeah? Ultimately, whether they can grow, you know, or whether they can kind of pay it down, or whether they can buy it back, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Ultimately, they cannot go bankrupt, right? Uh, so, uh, I mean, that's their first goal, right? They cannot go bankrupt. So, if they need to to like issue shares like AMC, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I think the AMC guy is smart. I think he is so smart, right? If if I was if I, if I was a GME guy, I would also issue more shares, you know. But yeah, I, I yeah. think you know it's it's such it's it's floating at such a premium. You don't want to issue, then what do you want to do? You issue, exactly. get a capital, and then you can go and do your all your expansion and strategies and all that jazz. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I think it's like this everyone... company is good. <laughs> Yes, yes. Then and all the... these all these retail investors, okay, I, I do think it is a retail pump. So all uh, these retail investors, they really want AMC to grow, right? So then you 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 as an AMC CEO, hey, faster man, let's let's sell more shares, get more capital, and let's find a way out of this out of this mess. Exactly. Uh, so exactly, yeah, exactly. it's pretty pretty yeah. cool. So I have no uh 
I have no judgment like about that. And uh, I think uh, it could be a good strategy. That's why investing is not black and white. So I think yes. that's what makes it, uh, makes it amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in general, if you look at the numbers, Adobe seems to have the best numbers out of all the other companies. Uh, but if you look at the rough valuation, I mean, if you just do a simple like DCF model, and if you view like maybe uh, like 20% uh, free cash flow growth for the next five years and then 13% for the next five years with 5% perpetual after that, right now they seem to be around in the fair value range based on that assumptions. Of mm. course, if you have worse assumptions or better assumptions, then the value will adjust accordingly lah. But mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, just to note, their free cash flow actually grew at close to thirty percent over the last five years, twenty nine point five three percent over the last five years. That's a uh, really <laughs> this guy amazing. is making money. This guy is making money. Yeah, really, yeah. really amazing growth. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think overall, Adobe is a company with really strong and quite durable competitive advantages, mm. uh, uh, because they have good management, good CEO that has been able to. Uh, change with the business environment and they have been able to innovate quite well and compete quite well and they have been able to uh, really utilize their base of customers very well too. Yeah, and it helps that they are not making the media cycle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all these SaaS companies, you know, because they they are so big already, people don't talk about them. It's like Oracle, Adobe, a lot of these guys, they are like so dominant in their space. They have have softwares that the whole industry uses, right? So if you look at Oracle, Oracle, the whole hospitality industry uses an Oracle suite. So I'm not sure if you know, right? But in digital marketing and in design and all that, right? Uh, Design specifically, design, Photoshop, editing, and, you know, post work, everybody uses Adobe. But I do think that because they don't really make the media cycle, Mm. they're not as, like, attractive, you know, and so their valuation tends to be, you know, not as pumped up, you know, in in my view, relative to a lot of other SaaS companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. It's Uh, very hard to find fair value software companies, lah. Uh, yeah, no, you see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, Adobe have grown about five x in the last five years. Mm. Uh, so that's amazing, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, their earnings is going to come out in June ten, so you can you can look at it also. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, But in not, general, not a not yeah. a buy sell call, but yes, I am long Adobe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought Adobe few years ago. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, you have Adobe. Okay, that's cool, man. Yes. Nice, nice. Yes, yes. That's why I can good have this choice. discussion with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, good choice, <laughs> good choice. Cool, cool. So, so like, to, to end off, uh, could you kind of help us paint uh, uh, a little bit of a summary? Like, where do you think this company will grow? What are some mm. of the, you know, overall risk factors? Um, and what are some of the growth opportunities, you know, in, in, in Adobe as a company? Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of their... Uh, where they could potentially grow is that, of course, if they can manage to grow uh, the digital experience segment better, they can grow like uh, Adobe Sign better, instead of just relying on their traditional like Photoshop, etc. Uh, then they could really like push Adobe to a new uh, like growth segment. Uh, of course, there is in terms of... Uh, the fluidity of our current like environment for all these software businesses, 
where you know if another software businesses can do the things equally well as you at a better price then i think they can take market share away from you because now things are moving so fast like all these big companies like microsoft like salesforce uh they do already have the scale they do already have the customers so if they can do what you do better then they could easily take away like market share from you fast so of course uh, there's that risk but i think adobe has so far been been doing quite well in uh, fending off competition and strengthening their mood yeah i think in the creative suite side of things which is the adobe digital media side of things um, you are seeing smaller SaaS players come in people like canva you know or um, many other software companies to be exact mm. right they're, they're mm. trying to do small little little parts of replacing some of the lower level design and you know the template kind of strategy template stuff you know but i think at this moment in time based on my understanding of people in the creative space and the, the product is still relatively superior you know the the other closest com competition will probably be apple and it's it's sweet of like garage band and all those kind of stuff um mm. But, you know, Apple being Apple, it's a, it's, it's a closed ecosystem. So, in <laughs> other words, saying that Apple, everything out of Apple, it's, a, it's still quite an Adobe ground, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I nice. agree. Nice, nice, nice. Great. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. And I think there's a lot more to talk about in terms of the product, in terms of how, how these products will go along but in that sense we really got to see how it plays out in the market you know who uses what and see the growth rates because i think for a lot of investors that are not specific in the space there's a limited understanding of the products itself right so comparing it to other people and see kind of adoption will be a pretty interesting uh, way to understand this business but yes not a buy sell recommendation <laughs> I must keep saying must keep recommending but yes, <laughs> yes must keep yes, saying yes. i keep reminding yes yes yes, yes so yes. yeah thank you thanks for joining us thanks. today to talk about adobe and i uh, hope you stay healthy see you guys soon take care happy to be here Hey Coconut, so I hope you learned something useful today and definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We're not giving you any recommendations here, but I'm always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series has a lot more depth and terms, so if you have any questions for us, do join our community telegram group or DM us on our socials. Link is in the description. If you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. And to stay tuned with what is happening in the markets and in the TFC network, do sign up for our weekly newsletter at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, I hope you have a great day ahead and may you improve to become a confident, insightful and disciplined investor, ultimately creating the life you love while managing your finances well. See ya next week.